once went to a gig in in Australia in yes. the mid 2000s in the mid 20s which Good. is definitely not what it's called yes and there was someone wearing a Limp Biscuit 2004 tour t-shirt oh, in front yes. of me I'm like one how has this lasted that long like is Limp Biscuit merch just really high quality I, I don't imagine you get a lot of opportunities to be wearing it. That is a really good point. I was going to say, who's like, mm, gig? Bust out an old gig t-shirt. Yeah. For the people that might hear this, if it makes it in, it's just mm. me licking my finger and filtering through it like it's a book. Yes. Ah, the Limp Biscuit Torta shirt circa 2004. Excellent vintage, sir. <laughs> what was 2004? That wasn't even $3 bill. It wasn't even like chocolate starfish. That would have been the no. follow-up. Yeah. Which yeah. is so much more embarrassing. Yeah, but everybody's going to that tour wanting to hear Starfish songs. It's a fairly good point, but I just thought by 2004 we were all done with Limp Bizkit. No, we were all stupid. Bear in mind, <laughs> I have said on numerous occasions, and I somewhat stand by this, that mm -hmm. music peaked in about 2007, 2008. What year did Hybrid Theory come out? 2001, I want to say. Mm. That was a banger. <laughs> Still is. So good. That's the first album I ever bought. Uh, me too. Wicked. I, I bought at the same time that and Foo Fighters The Color and The Shape, which is still yeah. a cracking Foo Fighters album. Yeah. It's up there. I still think the best Foo Fighters album might have been One by One. That was just like okay. a wicked album. Yeah. I might listen to that on the way home. Yeah. That's 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 just a choice. Crank it. That, yeah. I've and been listening to Satanic Doo Wop on the way in. <laughs> of course you fucking have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard a more Elliot sentence in a long time. <laughs> what do you like, Satan? Rockabilly bullshit. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> it's so, it, it's so much fun because I, I always imagine this is like. But you also turn up wearing an Arizona State football jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Sun Devils, go Sun Devils. Great. Whatever their chant is. Sure. Um, it must look really weird for people as I like turn up in the like modified big black jdm like hearse basically yeah listening to doo-wop and then get out and i'm just like flip-flops and a hangover just like yeah. ah. <laughs> like shouldn't you be a girl with a big fringe like i should yes <laughs> yes this is the closest i could get <laughs> <laughs> oh my word G'day, fuck. I don't know why I looked outside to see if it was day. Hi, folks. <laughs> Welcome to another misspoken episode of Hey Brew, the podcast about the kind of stories that you tell to your mates in the pub, the place where we would quite like to be today, I'm sure, because it is a banger of a day here in Melbourne. It is just crisp out there. It is delicious. Uh, my name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Didn't deviate too hard there, but I did immediately. Like, I just fucked it up. Word you one. almost derailed it three words in. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so then I decided to go straight, straight, straight one, one yep. eighty down the line. Yep. Real good. Banger. Yes. Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, again. Yeah, pretty good. Getting, you know, towards the end of the year, people starting to organize Christmas parties. Me crawling into Christmas. -like. Yeah. It's basically just every weekend there's something else happening. It's pretty um, great. Which is good because we're planning a pretty low key Christmas day. So we're kind of taking our, you know, Christmas energy and slowly expanding it across all of December. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Like a like a jetliner slowly expelling its waste over the ocean. Yes. Exactly um, like that. Yeah. 
No, I have no idea why. Like, I don't even know if that's a thing they actually do. I don't, I don't know either. No, I think they just go to an airport and someone takes it away with they a just, vacuum. They go to a plane toilet. <laughs> I don't know what that There's is. There's got to be a pun in here somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if I have the energy on a, on a you know, late Sunday morning to be thinking of it. It's an Airbus number 222. Air, Airbutt. Airbutt. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm bowing for a, a P. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Good as. Yeah. <laughs> That's the level of energy. No, it's quite good energy. It just, it just wasn't just working. Just couldn't think of a good joke. Just couldn't workshop it on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. On the fly. Not a good, not non-intentional pun. Good. Thanks. Very good. Keep it rolling. Mm. Speaking of rolling in a way, yeah. Mike Beers. Yes. Have any? I had a couple last night that were... Uh, one was recommended to me by the people of Purvis Beer. Mm. Um, so you and I both love Miss Pinky. We do. And to yell out, yeah, yeah, fucking Pinky, Pinky. <laughs> um, Slip it in. Yeah, what? Oh. Um, last time I was in there picking up some of that, um, the guy who I was speaking to recommended the Wayward Raspberry Berliner Weiss. Wayward Brewing. I think I've had that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was like, look, if you like Miss Pinky, you'll love this. Yeah. And had that last night. Yeah, good recommendation. Turns out, I do. Quite similar um, to Miss Pinky. Um, very good raspberry flavor. A yep. little bit of sourness. It's like 3.8%, so pretty refreshing. Yeah, nice without, one. Without that kind of hit. Again, day for it today. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but also back that up with the Hope Brewing Imperial Mango Sour. Ooh. And that one's more like 7-ish percent. Um, it's got a fair bite to it with mm-hmm. like from the from the sourness. Um you know, being an imperial sour, yeah, it's a, it's it's a little bit more of everything. Um, you know, good mango flavor, but I think I think if I'd had it a little bit colder, because I sort of bought it in the afternoon, put it in the fridge here, then we took it to the party. I yeah. don't think it was quite cold enough by the time I drank it, so the sourness really, really sh- like bit my tongue off a little bit. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. But if it, if it was a little bit colder, I feel like it would have mellowed that and edge ever so slightly more chill yeah um, but good flavour like I love Hope Brewing um, make some good stuff yeah I want to try more of the sours because that was I think the first one of these I've had but I don't think I've had good. a Hope Brewing thing since we did the Rhino yeah that, that did kind of like it, put me off Hope for a little bit I was like this is a little bit too much <laughs> usually <like>, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there's like a uh, a learned version <laughs> yeah something like that um, but yeah I think I'm gonna maybe try and pick up some Christmas beers for mm. Christmas Day um, they already had some in there. I just didn't get any. Fair enough. Yeah. How about you? What a story, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Have you have you done an advent calendar this year? Uh, just a just a little chocolate one, which I've oh, heard yeah. referred to as microdosing chocolate. Oh, sorry, microdosing Christmas. Uh, Bigger to that. <laughs> yeah. There was there was another one I can't remember. But, but what's was... better is that each one of those chocolates has microdose LSD in it. Damn it! Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you did a like a, an advent calendar that was just each chocolate just had a little bit of weed in it. Yeah. So you were just oh. just a bit funky all day. That sounds fucking great. Like a mini... A mini <laughs> I thought you were gross. It's like, just like oh, wicked. Just a very small edible every day. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, that definitely exists in the US, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has to. There's got to be a good pun on that as well, and I can't think of anything. Yeah. Advent Canada. 
No, that just sounds like Canada. But can, yeah. can, it'd be C-A-N-N. No, I, I know, I know yep. what you're going for. I, all, I, all I thought of was Canada the country. I open one of the 25 major settlements of Canada every day and take something from within. Or it's just a little bit of maple syrup every day. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. Little maple candy. Yeah. That sounds all right. Delicious moose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, moose jerky. Anyway, what beers be have, you, nice. have you been having? So I've got... An advent calendar. A beer one? Yeah. Um, I got it from the Beer Drop. Um, okay. I don't know. Okay. The, the place that still had them when I was online frantically oh, right. searching. Yes, you've done this again. <laughs> yeah. I did that like, I was like late October and I was like, I know, I'll get in ahead of the game. No. Very far yeah, behind the game. Yeah, you missed it already. Yeah, it turns out like June is when you went to order your event calendar. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, but the Beer Drop, they sorted it out. It's good. I've had some good beers from it. Mm-hmm. Do I remember any of them? No. No. <laughs> Shark Bay brewing mm. pale ale xpa started i think and that was banging it was okay. an absolute banger of a start there's been some good ones in between i've discovered that there's like something in beer that i that really ruins a beer for me is when it occasionally gets that like ethyl alcohol thing which is like that buttery flavor in it oh okay and i just taste that really strongly yeah. and i don't like it i can't bring that to mind i'll it might be just something that i'm dreaming you're, you're sensitive to maybe. that flavor maybe yeah, yeah. But yeah, occasionally get it and it's just like, it's like a little bit like kind of like sweet mm. caramelly thing mm. in beer. Okay. So one of them had that and I was a bit disappointed, but no, no, no. I've had some Bonehead in there. That's been pretty decent. Bonehead just make good beers. Yeah. Um, they've just opened their tap room as well, I think. Mm. Maybe it was always open and I just dreamt that. Um, <laughs> equally possible. Yes. Um, but then I just pulled out, because we're a few days behind, so I've just pulled some out and put in the fridge. And there's one that I'm saving in there, which might be a this afternoon beer, mm-hmm. which is the Garage Project Pickle Sour. Ah. Because obviously I complained about this on the episode that I hadn't poured it. Yes. And then I pulled it out of the oven and I was like, oh, hell yes. Yes. But I just pulled out Hawker's Lemonada, which is really nice. It was okay. like a, a shandy beer mm. based off uh, like um, Lebanese kind of um, lemonade drink. So the guy from Hawker's, I believe, is Lebanese. Yeah, I think so. Um and uh, yeah, but they made some they made some great beers. So there's a few few things coming up from that. I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, otherwise, but it, but it's more of a like collection of beers as opposed to I think like Carwin or Beer Cartel. They get beers made specifically that's for right. the box. Yeah. Some of the calendars they'll do like one or two after yeah. the box. But yeah, they they do all theirs. Yeah. Yeah. This one also, it's a very small issue that I'm taking with it, mm. but it's only got 24 beers in it. I would like a 25th. Yeah. A lot of them do provide a 25th because they deliver it in like a wine style box. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. I think the the year that I did the beer cartel one, it was just one big box and you, you lifted each one out. Yeah. That and was, they, they, did, they did the full 25. Yeah. So this one, they're like, oh, get this in the fridge as soon as you receive the box. Right. And it's got doors that you open. And I'm like, well, I'm not putting two slabs in my fridge. Yeah. Like, that's just, yeah, like, yeah. I appreciate it. They're like, it's cold chain delivery. It's like, well, it's not, because I know the postman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, it's real good, though. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then Friday night, I went to a party, took some um, beers with me, took a, a Tangerine Express, I think it was, by okay. Stone. Yeah. Um, and then took... Uh, excuse me um colonial small ales some crankshaft and i left an alesmith ipa in their fridge um and what I was, a gift yeah well i was like i could just take it they really wouldn't care but they let me sleep on their couch so i was like i'm gonna leave this in the crankshaft and some of the yeah. colonials 
I'm a bit gutted because yeah, yeah, yeah. really you like want it. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice beer. Yeah, but I can get it Dan, so I'm just gonna get some more. Yeah, true. But that's me. That's me. Mm. I'm uh, I'm excited for a couple today. Yeah, I've got some driving to do this afternoon, so I'll have maybe a sour this afternoon or something. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh, the Deeds Brewing Tap Room tomorrow night. Ooh, because I've not been yet. No, either have I. And meeting up with a friend who kind of basically lives on the other side of it to to me. Yeah. So essentially meeting in the middle. Equidistant. Oh, what yeah. an awful equidistance that is. Yeah. Pleased to be giving review when you're back. I will. Thank um, you. Yeah, I'm very excited because I'm a big fan of their work. Yeah, I I wish they would branch out. So oh, they seem to have done a bit more recently, but for a little while it felt like Deeds. What they made was DDH and Hazy and New England IPAs. Mm. and oat cream IPAs and everything they've, was just a hazy 12% yeah, IPA for a while. A, they've got a fair amount of like limited release beers because I was looking through the website because spoiler alert, today's is a Deeds beer. I see that. Um, but yeah, they've, they've done a whole lot of like limited edition or limited release beers mm. and they tend to branch out a bit more there, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I, th- I think it was just for a little while that, that uh, when I was drinking Deeds beer, there was just quite a lot of yeah. various levels of haze IPAs of about 9%. Yes. And I was just like, these are delicious, mm. but drinking eight of them back to back is A, th- a coma, and B, yeah. it starts to blend. I think it was also during... It was the, the big craze. Yeah, during the time when basically everyone was doing hazies and neepers. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, juice train, double juice train, <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but I also quite like their Lamington uh, brown ale. Oh, I think that was good. They do a, they do they a double, double Lamington yeah. as well. Yeah. I've got a f- uh, friend actually who lives in Japan... And just randomly, I came across this Instagram account for a Japanese beer store because they were advertising. I think co-conspirators had reposted their stuff to say, like, our stuff's in Japan. Turns out the store just gets a lot of Australian beer in. Yeah, right. So he's been, like, getting me to help him figure out what to get. But then I'm just like, okay, if you see any of these breweries, just get it. Yeah, just, awesome. Just go nuts. Like, one drop is over there. Um, Sick. Yeah, so he, he just, like, it's is super store. excited to be getting it. Because, um, like, Japan does beer well. But Japan I th- does do beer but I well, think man. like not quite this style of craft beer in in some of the styles that we get a lot of. Yeah, there's a little bit more maybe like five to ten years ago. Yeah, um, I'm going to tell a very very quick story mm-hmm. about my time in Japan. Um, I might have already mentioned it on the podcast, but you you mentioned they do beer well. I, I Woke up one morning in Tokyo quite hungover and I was like, I'm going to go into the city and get some food. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I was wandering around and I was like, oh man, this is the, I forget which brewery's tap room. Like, why don't I go in for one and then continue my search for food? Uh-huh. I had like three. And then suddenly it was like 7 p.m. Oops. And I was drinking more beers. And I was like, I have not eaten yet. And I was really, really hungover <laughs> when I woke up. So I had to go out and like, demolish some food otherwise I was going to die yes it was the I was just like you know when you wake up and you're a little bit hungover a little bit drunk I wasn't I was quite quite pissed yeah right and then I woke up went out and I was like this won't help I was fucking thankfully not like blind but I was real drunk by the time like food came around yeah it's great yeah yeah Japan is fun on a bun it sounds it sounds like a good time you got over that soon enough man yeah. Is it, yeah. Do you reckon it's the next place? Yeah, I think it's it's always been up on the list. I think um, I would say now it's probably like on the top in terms of places I want to go. Yeah. Because um, a lot of my travel for the last, I don't know, five years has been built around either work or sport. And I now don't need to travel for work or sport. So I get to yeah. get, I get to like take a bit of that choice back. 
Yeah, nice. When we're able to travel, of course. <laughs> Mike, Mike, for the record, is a uh, commentator on uh, women's basketball. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> it's way less exciting. It's men's basketball. <laughs> Accurate. Um, no. Yeah. Safe. Well, mm. get your ass to Mars, as they say. Yes. Yes. In the meantime, though, why don't we crack this beer open? Yeah, let's head it up. I'm very excited. I am juiced. Well, okay. So, like I said before, it's a Deeds beer. Just checking my phone was on silent, by the way, and I got a text from Booze Bud. Oh, good. <laughs> They're like, hey, we sense a beer is close. We know what you're doing, Elliot. No, it's just like a fortune cookie. It's like, beer is in your future. It says it every yeah. day. Um, so, today from Deeds Brewing, we've got Ludicrous Speed. A triple dry hop IPA. I read that as triple double hop, and I was like, six. six. Hops. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the little blue on the back when light speed is too slow, skip ridiculous speed and go right to ludicrous speed. Um, so yeah, Citra, Galaxy, Mochawaka, and a hint huh. of Sabro. Um, Liquid just, fuel. That yeah, is accurate. Hop flavors for you there. Um, this is. Yeah. You're gonna hate this. Mm. All a reference to Tesla cars. Or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which, which is where Plaid actually comes from. Is it? Yes. Good. Because yeah. I, I... We are very vocal about our I thoughts on... I fucking hate Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, was it you and I walking down the street the other week talking about Tesla? Probably. I don't know. I can't remember who I was with. I thought it was you. Maybe not, because we normally hang out here or at a pub. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone and I was like, oh, it's Cam Brody, another ginger Kiwi that I know. Great. Um, <laughs> the other, No, wait, also Alex, uh, Andrew McKay. Huh. Anyway. What are you all doing over there? I don't know. Breeding, <laughs> yes. apparently. Um, and I was like, I would have a lot more respect for Tesla as a car company if it wasn't for the fact that they are ugly as sin cars and mm. Elon Musk is a... Yeah. And there was a guy walking about 10 feet in front of me, turned around, looked me in the eyes and went, damn straight. Turned around and walked <laughs> off and I was just like, Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention all of the like labor rights issues in their factories. Well, I mean, that also stems from the fact that Elon Musk is a. Yes. Anyway, the let's that we don't say on the podcast. Open this goddamn beer. I'm going to put mine in the holster that's really far away. I yeah. like the wiring gets that's, torn. That's fine. Holster. I like holster. It's like. Mike. Yeah. People are just going to think they're static. <laughs> That's just the sound of my beer settling. Uh, any thoughts, beer? Hmm. Uh, I'd <laughs> like to get a second opinion from my beer. Mr. Simpson, your silence said words. More than words ever could. <laughs> No, that's it. So, I don't know Homer Simpson. I never met him, but I don't trust him. <laughs> Your tears say more than words ever could. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, we've fulfilled our quota of Simpsons references. We never did get that bell. I wonder if there's one in every episode. I bet there is. There has to be. There's one in every conversation. I reckon on average, there's at least one an episode. Yeah. We, we should... If we ever become successful, mm. I want there to be a... A supercut? That, but also a community of people that... Have you ever heard of... We'll get to the beer in a second. Mm. 
you've heard about that community of people that what they do is they go watch movies mm-hmm. and then as soon as someone in the movie says the title of the movie they get up and leave no. <laughs> <laughs> Fact, which is hilarious <laughs> i'm pretty sure that is a simpsons reference where they're like oh he said the title probably yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah just like bond movies that's amazing like do we load to that is there though yeah like i'm trying to think does anyone in the movie quantum of solace actually say the phrase quantum of solace no, they say quantum not all the bond mm, movies but a okay, lot of them yeah so like no one's like who's that oh that that's that's the spy who loved me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Although, they do at one point shoehorn the phrase a view to a kill into a view to a kill. Really? Yeah. Oh. They're flying a helicopter over the bloody San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge and they're like, what a view. A view to a kill. And oh. I'm like, that's not a phrase. No, that sucks. You made that up for I'm, the movie. You make me want to drink. Let's but it is Christopher this. Walken, so. That is. A right. view to a kill. Anyway. Ooh. Ooh. And it's boozy on the tongue first thing in the morning. And By that I mean lunchtime. And it's certainly... And it's juicy. A lot of hop. Yeah, that triple, is... Triple dry hop, not lying. Nice bitterness as well. Mm. Holy cow. I've never used that phrase before in my life. I was going to say cocks, and I was like, oh, I can't swear. It's like, wait. Yes, you this, can. This isn't, a, this isn't a webinar, Elliot. You're not at work. <laughs> You're not, <laughs> not in matters. You're not talking to customers. I am very sweary to my customers, as you would probably expect. Hmm. Yeah. I bring well, my authentic self to work. Yeah, why why censor yourself? Um, I don't. Anyway, uh, your that, uncensored thoughts on the beer. It's fucking good, isn't it? That, yeah. is, that is really nice. That is really bitter, which I am very into with um, IPAs. Yeah, especially for me during springtime, which it is. Mm. Uh, something about like, you know, you start get, getting those first hints of like the smell of cut grass on a warm day. This to me is like just perfect with that. I really thought you were going to monologue then. No. Smell of cut grass on a warm day. I'm going to do some beat poetry. A child's laughter. <laughs> the first robins disappearing for the, for the season. <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> I'm going to drink. Um, but yeah, it's it's something about like that, that specific hot bitterness mm. that you get in a beer like this. Yeah, it's that, it's that proper like... Um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for like botanical not botanical because that implies like something else but like it's that mm. really like it's the aroma yeah and the taste it's it's the whole sensation it's fantastic yes. that is really nice yeah um, I think I think that booze is very prominent in there but not in a like oh that's much it's, it's just like you can taste the like 7.4% so it's not yeah. super high no but I think I think the flavours in there just aren't masking it which is cool yeah. because but also like I suppose the bitterness is also another part of it so those two yeah. things go hand in hand but um the fruitiness of it is, is good it's like got some fantastic like it's not super strong but it's certainly there no. to mellow out yeah. some of that bitterness it's not overly sweet like some beers we mm. get like are just like that's lollies yeah or which like which is fine hello is this fruit juice yeah. like what is this don't get me wrong it certainly looks like a smoothie it does yeah I poured it out and I was like this doesn't look like an IPA it smells incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's, I, I didn't. I didn't cop a whiff. It's not the biggest scent, but it's it's really nice. Yeah, it smells more fruity than it tastes. Yeah, that's a dry hop, baby. Mm, delicious. Smells like a fruit cocktail. Ooh. Okay. Not the drink, but the like mm. cup of fruit cocktail you get. Yes. 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 Hmm. Well, that's all right. That is not bad at all. Mm. Um. 
there will be some more of these in my future, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> things I say every week and then forget to do. Well, yeah, it was like uh, I sent you a picture while I was in Purvis getting this yeah, of I, the geezer pleaser. I'll be honest with you, when, what day was that? That was yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was out doing Christmas shopping yesterday. Mm. So you were like, did you get any more? And I just like, just I didn't. It. And I just couldn't remember to reply to you. Yeah. Um, so I apologize. Yeah. But you know, you never so managed to get any. Well, it's around, it's like yeah. a five minute drive from here. If you want to get some on the way Stock home. up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just 24, please. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the stuff in the back. All the geese, please. All the stuff Everything. in the back. thing. More. <laughs> it's the kind of Ren meme. Um, yes. Yeah. Good soup. Did I show you the Ratatouille thing? Yes. Fantastic, isn't or it? Or if you didn't, someone else did, and I fucking love it. Where it's like, does the good soup thing, and then the nachos thing. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but obsessing over it. It's so funny. So good. Fuck. Dear, oh dear. <sighs> All right. Do you want to tell you a story? Bring me sunshine. I do, but before I hope that, I, didn't, I hope we gonna... didn't ruin any of it by me mentioning... Tesla? Yeah. No, you didn't. Good. But mm. it is somewhat related. So here's how we take back the means of production. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> A well time. The revolution well. is here, old man. I'm here to talk to you about communism. No, I'm not. Oh. Um, Marxism, though. <laughs> let's, let's just get into it. People have been trying to drive as fast as possible for as long as there have been things to drive. Cars have been around for a long time, mind you. Yeah, fair play. Um, we're going to be talking specifically about cars that go really fast today, uh, but it's worth noting that prior to 1903, trains held the land speed record. Can you imagine being one of those wealthy captains of industry, as they mm. were called back then, or industrialists, yes. who was like, my train is faster than your train? Yeah. Except for all American, obviously, but... A lot of them are, yes. Yeah. That would have been sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quick, Chinese workers, build track faster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the truth is we just weren't making cars at the time that could beat a train for top speed. Nah, the Benz, Daimler Benz motor carriage built in 1866 was not notable for its speed mm. with half a horsepower. Well, doesn't, doesn't an actual horse have like 1.6 horsepower? Yeah. Well, horsepower <laughs> is a, there's a, also a difference a between horsepower and British horsepower or because of course horsepower. Is, is, yes. a, is a separate thing or wheel horsepower. It's, it's a stupid measurement. Wheel horsepower is the... This is really uninteresting. Basically, when you put a car on a dyno, yes. wheel horsepower is what's that. But you can get hub horsepower. So if you attach a dyno to the hubs yeah. and flywheel horsepower. Yes. Woo. Hey, you know more, more about cars than I do, but yes. Fucking dull, aren't I? Well, there is that. that um, <laughs> sorry, there were just people that walked past the window behind you and I just stared at them. I thought I saw the shadow and I was a bit confused. Yeah. Go on. Anyway. Um, so with that said, there are land speed records for cars starting from 1898. Jesus Christ, they didn't mess about. No, the first six on the list were all electric vehicles, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I, But kay. the first five failed to break 100 kilometers an hour. So we're just going to skip them because they're boring. <laughs> I just imagine they're like bumper cars. I mean, like with a roof thing. Yeah. Uh, the sixth entry, uh, named La Jamais Content, or The Never Contented, uh, oh. was a Belgian vehicle uh, uh. driven by also Belgian Camille Janazzi. <laughs> J-E-N-A-T-Z-Y I don't know how else you're supposed to say that <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how you find out Janazi bro <laughs> Fuck Chiboya Nazi Janazi by name Janazi by nature <laughs> 
I'm sure he was a lovely guy. Um, he was a Belgian at the turn of the century. I don't think he was. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a history man. Um, but this was the first vehicle to be designed for beating the land speed record. Oh, yeah? Oh, sick. Before that, it was just like, oh, what have you got? Let's see how fast we can take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it basically looks like if you took a torpedo, mm-hmm. but it was also a canoe. Like the way the guy was sitting in it with his basically waist up, sticking out the top of it it was just like a metal tube the old streamliner things yeah but it was also like set up like with a fairly high ground clearance on these on these wheels it was just back then i guess yeah um but yeah this thing had a whopping 68 horsepower from its two electric motors and hit just under 106 kilometers an hour to take the record in april of 1899 i was like i bet it was pretty fast in my head it's like no that's that's piss weak yeah no um, the first internal combustion engine vehicle to take the record uh, was in August of 1902, after a cheeky little steam-powered number had taken it in April of that year. Uh, this was a Moore's Z <laughs> Paris Vienne. Sorry. Cheeky little, little steam number. number. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a Moore's Z Paris Vienne, Moore's being a French manufacturer that was bought in 1925 by Citroen and then closed down. Is that M-O-R-H-R-S? Oh. Morse. Morse? I don't know. Mm. It's French, isn't it? Um, this particular Morse took out the, the record with a speed of 122 kilometers an hour and was driven by none other than William K. Vanderbilt, an incredibly oh, rich Vanderbilt man fortune. from an incredibly rich family, yes. Yeah, sick. Yeah. I mean, you it, would, wouldn't you? It's like, all rich people sport. Yeah. It's like Formula One. You can only do it if you're fucking wealthy. Yeah. It, it like... <laughs> fair play if you've got the cash you might as well yeah why not try and go as fast as humanly possible i mean you and i aren't loaded but we we both work decent jobs sure we both drive fast cars yeah. it's like yeah. it seems to be just like well i guess i'm in it now yeah. it's like i can yeah why wouldn't i mm-hmm. and that this is that taken to the extreme yeah uh, it's just a linear progression yeah so we move up to 1903 um by then the cars finally caught up to the trains uh with a vehicle from <laughs> Defunct as of 1930, French manufacturer Gobron Briel. It's like that figuratively and literally caught up to the trains. Yeah. Uh, this thing hit 132 kilometers an hour in July of 1903. Um, where are... Uh, what have I written? I had a really strange space head oh. moment then where I was like, I've hit 132 kilometers since well, then. Okay, yeah, and I was like, well, that's not the point, Elliot. That was literally my next sentence was things are basically heating up as we're starting to close in on the fastest speed I've ever driven. We might save that for the end. Yeah. That'd be fun yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, so jumping a full year ahead to July 1904 in another Gobron Briel Brie, car takes out the record. I, um, can't, I can't do French. I think it's pronounced... Yeah, basically. Um, with with <laughs> So the car's model... It's not like a curse. It's written, it's written as Gobron Brie and then it was Gordon Bennett, I think was <laughs> the name of the, <laughs> name of the model. <laughs> Gobron Bier is French for Gordon Benny. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was the first thought I had was like, is this just Gordon Bennett? I don't think so. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it hit 166 kilometers an hour, which has now surpassed the Mike speed record. And the Elliot speed record. Yeah, good. Um, so <laughs> I, I get the feeling that our speed records are the same speed record. Did you do yours in your RS? No. No, I didn't mind in my old Volvo. <laughs> this, this was in a higher car Volkswagen GTI. 
well, oh yeah fair play yeah well i booked a holden astra and then i got there and they're like this is all we've got it's like thank you okay yeah <laughs> tj booked a stupid car once just like something like a, a polo mm. they gave him a four series bmw cool i turned up to the higher car place not the same place and was yeah. like can you do me anything on this i30 yeah. i20 that i've hired high end i20 fine car yeah 1.2 liter in the uk yeah. absolutely piss weak yeah and they were like we can give you an auto upgrade for cheap i was like that's that shouldn't that's cost not, more yeah you're not helping me out there if no. anything you're just offering me an upgrade yeah, well you're, you're making me do slightly less work as i drive yeah okay Idiots. yeah anyway uh, 1906 holds an interesting entry in the land speed record holders list with a steam powered vehicle. Nice. The Stanley Rocket. And now, is that the Stanley Rocket or the Stanley Rocket? Stanley. Because I think I've read One that. One word. Um, Stanley, like, basically just makes steam vehicles. And so their vehicles were referred to as Stanley Steamers. Oh, which sounds that's like kind of disgusting, also. Oh. Yeah, that's where my brain went. <laughs> so. Driven by... Fred. I've read a couple of Stan Lee steamers as well. Mm. <laughs> Seen the first two Fantastic Four movies? Oof. Tried to blank those out. Mm. Uh, so, driven by Fred Marriott in Daytona Beach, uh, this particular Stanley steamer hit 205 kilometers an hour. Marking That's the f- pretty good, considering yeah. Daytona Beach, kind of busy. Yeah. I assume they blocked off some roads, but well, it's, I mean, not, it's not nine, like the salt flats, is, is it? 1906. I don't know how busy it was back then. Don't know, man. It's like... But it's not like they're out in like Bonneville where there's nothing, nothing. but space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was also the first time uh, any car had gone above 200 kilometers an hour. Yeah, rad. Because, um, I don't know, round numbers are, are good for milestones. Yeah. Um, and the first speed... <laughs> the milestone of 174. Damn it. Uh, but it's also the first speed higher than the, the rail speed record, which had also been sort of creeping up in a similar fashion. Yeah, fair play. Um, and it held the record for steam-powered vehicles until 2009. Oh, sorry. I was like, no, it didn't. Steam-powered. Yeah. Yes, it did. Because no one's trying to do that. Yeah, I think that's fair. But like, that's, that's over 100 years. Good old Stanley. Yeah. Good on them. Uh, so 1914 was the beginning of some standardization around the land speed record. So up to then, it had just been whatever crack yeah. basically um norris mcwerta get him in yeah it, well they specifically they'd all been one-way records <laughs> so it was basically oh, just like point, I, point to point one direction fastest i know what you it. mean now because they have to do two dire- yeah which can i just say by the way mm. that feels pointless pun somewhat intended what doing it two ways yeah okay i'll explain to you why it's not oh uh, it's wind and shit yeah uh, so yeah, basically up up till this point in 1914, it was like <laughs> highest speed you can hit in one direction. <laughs> They've got a sail on top as well. It's like, we're going to catch some wind as well with us. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you could have been like, okay, the wind's going that way. Let's try and line it up yeah. to get that little bit of a, a little bit of an edge. They also didn't have any uh, regulations around like the gradient of the surface, um, which came later. <laughs> it's technically a land speed record because he started on land, but he did go off a cliff. He did go downhill a lot. <laughs> <laughs> gravity did a lot of the work the gravity <laughs> speed record yeah. <laughs> terminal velocity um but yeah so this was the aiacr which is the precursor to the fia which we have now that oversees motorsport essentially around the world can we pronounce it yeah okay. you can i won't mm. uh but yeah so they introduced a I two-way a two-way rule requiring land speed record attempts to be made 
essentially of the average time between two runs going in opposite directions. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, with at like initially a thirty-minute maximum gap between the two attempts, mm-hmm. and the point of that was, as you said, to like negate any wind effect that might be giving them an, av- an advantage in one direction. Yep. Um, but yeah, later on they extended that thirty-minute gap because they eventually got up to vehicles that needed a bit more than 30 minutes to get them ready for another go yeah that's uh a bit mad but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it does make sense yes um and yeah like i said the 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 rules around the gradient of the racing surface came a bit later um but i think it's like an average of one degree or it's like it basically as they flat as they can make fucking, it, yeah. yeah very flat surfaces well that's another reason why they use their places like Salt flats yeah, and deserts. Yeah, salt and flats and deserts is essentially all they use now. Yeah. Um, Checks out. Yeah. The first land speed record to be made under this new rule uh, was 199.7 kilometers an hour in a Benz number three with a 21.5 liter inline four Benz engine making an incredibly inefficient 200 horsepower. Can I just say 21.95? Yeah. Four cylinder. Mm-hmm. That is a five-liter cylinder. Yeah. So each piston was like the size of one of those um, little water fountains. It's just like a poster tube. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. That must have sounded insane. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, there's like there's that there's that car. There's a thing called Brutus, which is a, uh, I believe it's an old Bugatti mm. that's got a twelve. No, I think it's 28-litre, 12-cylinder Merlin engine from a Spitfire in it. Right. From Supermarine Spitfire, not Triumph Spitfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's not very fast, and it's <laughs> not very efficient, and it's not very uh, maneuverable. Yeah. My God, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but this 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 record was set at Brooklands in the UK, hey. which I've mentioned before on the episode about Concord. Ah, so it's it, it. There's a rate. There was a racing track there, but currently, you know, there's a a museum of, uh, you know, motorsport. But it's where yeah. they actually house the actual Concorde that I've set foot in. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So there's, it's actually fairly common. It was fairly common back in the day to have Brooklyn's editions of certain cars. Right, yeah. So you get like a. It was it was a testing track. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So if you got like a race edition, I think they did like a Brooklyn's Ford Capri, right. Brooklyn's X Y Z. I think even there might have been like a Bentley Brooklyn's or something mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's also like Mercedes Benz World right next to where that is. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of probably where like Mercedes did a lot of testing. I'm yeah. guessing. I don't know that. I didn't look that up. So don't quote me, please. <laughs> don't have ne- me. Please never quote me. Um, <laughs> Mike, quote, please never quote me, end quote. That one I'll allow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the regulations I mentioned earlier also included a stipulation that vehicles used must be wheel-driven, uh, which basically means that the engine that's in the car is causing the wheels to turn directly at the axles. As opposed to what? As opposed to what we'll get to later. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't know why I made that sound so... <laughs> confusingly sexual yeah. so as the land speed records kept climbing higher uh, with vehicles uh, including names such as Golden Arrow Bluebird and Thunderbolt uh, I prefer the Cleveland Steamer <laughs> Stanley Steamer please I know what I said uh, they were like they'd driven the record over 500 kilometers an hour at this point oh shit yeah um, what year are we talking uh, by the end of the 1930s 
fuck me running yeah um but they're basically starting to reach the limits of what could be achieved using wheel driven vehicles um from 1924 onwards the record holders had basically all been using aero engines so they're slamming airplane engines into a car and then somehow connecting that up to the axles yeah because it's only a different it's just a bigger engine. I was sorry. Got to get into the difference. It's only a difference between a rotary uh, drivetrain and then, and then like I was like, no, it doesn't matter. Who cares? And then yeah. like things like like I said, the Spitfire used like a V twelve, yeah. or something yeah, rather yeah. than like a um, rotary pistons. And yeah. I don't mean rotary like RX seven. I mean like yes, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. Like really hard to diagram we're, that. In yeah, with, without visual aids, yeah, we're not going to have an easy time of it. Um, but nineteen sixty three is when all of that started to change okay um an american man by the name of craig breedlove that's a hell of a surname that is a banger yeah can i can i ask okay no i don't want to ruin it go on okay uh he took a vehicle named spirit of america to the bonneville salt flats which you mentioned um that starts to feature it's actually pretty synonymous with lane speed record attempts at this point um and hit a top speed of 655.722 kilometers an hour Sweet Jesus. but at the time uh it was considered unofficial as it breached the fia regulations for the land speed records on two counts one it only had three wheels two at the back one at the front don't not the other way around are you kidding um those cars exist they do uh and it was not wheel driven Okay, so the wheels were purely stability, basically, on the ground. Yes. The Spirit of America packed a turbojet engine, but mm-hmm. it wasn't connected to the wheels at all. It was basically just no. slam a fucking turbojet in it and then watch it fly along the ground. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> add downforce, underlined. Yes, much downforce. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah, as a result of the technicality, the last land speed record to go to a wheel-driven vehicle uh, was actually a year later uh in 1964 i didn't actually write that down but yeah um i think it was about right can i say i think we might have covered that one maybe in the hot rod episode oh it might have been a bit before that because there was one land speed record Mm. there was a woman who was like an absolute fucking daredevil and she won a land speed record in the late 50s maybe early 60s but but it would have been with like a drag car rather yeah yeah yeah, no so this was uh the uk's donald campbell in 1964 driving the Bluebird CN7 at Lake yep. Erie, Australia. Yep. Uh, Don- Donald Campbell's like a sort of famous name in the UK, yeah. as is the Bluebird. Yeah. He hit 648.73 kilometers an hour, seven kilometers slower, seven, seven kilometers an hour slower than the Spirit of America, using a 4,000 horsepower Bristol Proteus gas turbine engine that f- somehow that hooked up to the wheels. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Does it, how big was the engine? Uh, 4,000 horsepower. Does it say anything on literature or anything? Oh, I didn't write that down. It's fair enough. But you can find it. Nah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, just by December of 1964, a few four-wheel jet cars, not wheel-driven, had also broken the land speed record and confused everybody about who should win because they, up till then, had been unofficial, broken the rules because yeah. they're not wheel-driven. Uh, so, yeah, December of 1964, the FIA and the FIM who are basically the FIA, but for motorcycles. Okay. Um, they met and agreed to recognize the, the land speed record as the highest speed that either body recorded um, using any vehicles that run on wheels, wheel-driven or not. That meant that Craig Breedlove's original attempt was now official, but in the meantime, Art Arfons driving the Green Monster 
had taken the record up to 863.751 kilometers an hour. Good God. I kind of want to look this car up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Green Monster and Spirit of America are not just one car. They're kind of like a, a series of iterations as yeah. they were chasing the record. Um, because between 1964 and 1965, Craig Breedlove and Art Arfons were basically dueling for the record. Love that. Using various iterations of the Spirit of America and the Green Monster, respectively. So that is the 1960s version of My Train is Faster Than Yours. Yeah. And it's so much cooler. Yes. Dueling uh, is the word. With the record set at 966.574 kilometers an hour by Breedlove in November of 1965. Well, puss couldn't even be a thousand. Well, not yet. Not him, anyway. Um, Sorry, breed love. You're you're out. <laughs> in October of 1970, so a full five years later, uh, Gary Gablick, I think, G A B E L I C H. He's American, so I'm assuming it's literal Ga- pronunciation. Gablick. Yeah, Gablick or Gablick. Gablick. <laughs> no gape lick no not doing that uh driving the blue flame a literal rocket with a seat on the front uh pushed the record out to 1001.667 kilometers an hour this reminds me did you ever hear about those guys that like strap rockets to their cars because they're like nasa engineers and they're not yeah they're good at getting things fast and up but they don't consider things like keeping things down yeah and then they end up like crashing into canyon walls like 400 feet yeah, up because yeah, they've yeah. been like they've just downforce oh. <laughs> downforce i don't know what her. is that <laughs> um but this was actually the only time i didn't downforce her um, that was the best i could do to the i i never even met her yeah cool, cool. um but this is actually the only time that a rocket powered car has held the record I love that it was like, okay, hold my fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> do it once, do it right. And then yeah. it's just like, and I'm out. See you later. This is 1970, mind you. So <laughs> Jesus. still a while to go. Uh, since then, however, the record has only been broken three times. Boom. I know one of them. I'll bet you do. Um, so all of these has happened at Black Rock Desert in the US. Sick. And all by British drivers. Damn straight, baby. Yeah. And one by a British engineering team. Uh, Actually, two by British engineering team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 1983 saw uh, Richard Noble in the Thrust 2. Yeah, baby. Powered by a single Rolls-Royce Avon turbojet engine. Made in Derbyshire. Uh, hit 1019.47 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1997. Boom. Thrust SSC. Two Rolls-Royce Tri- engines. Driver's name? Alan Winklethorpe. Andy Green. <laughs> 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 I made up a name if you couldn't guess. It's quite a good name. Yeah, yeah two Rolls-Royce jet engines strapped yeah. to the side of what essentially was a large bullet. Yes. Um, yes. It was fucking I've rad. Ne- I've, I've, I've seen fewer... I've seen few things more phallic. Yeah. yeah. But also, <laughs> have you seen few things as rad? Because it's cool, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 1997, Andy Green, Thrust SSC... Uh, that, was a, that was 700 and something miles an hour, which is what, like 1,200 Well, I've, I've got some numbers. Um, so the, yeah, so his first record uh, in the Thrust SSC, uh, as you said, two Rolls-Royce Spay turbofan engines, giving it the equivalent of 102,000 brake horsepower. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Why do we even chase dyno numbers? Yeah, my car has 350. That's Mine's it. got, what is it, 1.4 for kilowatts, is it basically? I don't remember the math. 
Mine's got 280. Yeah. Uh, near about. Sure. Um, but yeah, this <laughs> weighs about nine tons. Yeah, 102,000. Um, so the first record set by Green in September of 1997 was 1,149.303 kilometers an hour. So 1,149. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Yep. The second record and the first to break the speed of sound. That was it, yeah. Was the next month at 1,227.986 kilometers an hour. That's, That's fucking fast do you ever drive along and then you hear like something like flick up and hit the bottom of your chassis mm. or like a stone hits your windscreen yeah and it makes such a big bang yeah that you shit yourself and mm-hmm. you like jerk and then you crash mm-hmm. imagine driving along and the big bang you hear is you fucking restarting the universe as you break the sound barrier <laughs> on the floor <laughs> you would literally turn yourself inside out with the bowel movement that followed yeah you might although he was you know I assume expecting it. Yeah, and also, like, it didn't matter if he needed to shit. His ginormous balls were in the water, probably. Just <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable testes. Unfathomable gonads. Yeah, it, it, when they built Thrust SSC, this seat had a big cutout <laughs> right in the middle for him to just drop them through. It's, no, just an ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I'm saving these for someone at hyperspeed. Ah. <laughs> uh. Sorry. I have sex like I drive incredibly fast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get excited. You won't come. <laughs> uh, I have sex like I drive at Mark 1. <laughs> I have sex like I drive in a big phallic object. <laughs> because it's really small and I use it as like a, as an extension. <laughs> Wearing a spacesuit. Powered by Rolls Royce. Also, I'm sorry, if just realized it's called Thrust. SSC. Super sexy car. <laughs> Fuck. Huh. We're both over 30. Yep. <laughs> this will never not be funny. No. All right, I got one, one last sort of bit to go, and then. All right, so it's, it's the this. current land speed record holder. Well, that is it. Is Andy, oh, th- Andy Green from 1997. I thought you said he got broken three times between... That was it. It was Richard Noble and then Andy Green twice. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Unbelievable. So... Ain't no one beating the Brits. Well... You know a Chinese company's going to come along tomorrow and just smash us yeah, to the ground. Not yet, anyway. Um, they will. Since then, since 1997, there have been a small number of attempts to break the record. Worses. Well, it's incredibly expensive. Um, <laughs> Low-cast horses. Yeah. Most notably was the Bloodhound LSR. Jesus Christ, that's a good name. Name of the vehicle. Um, <laughs> the name of the driver. <laughs> I'm Bloodhound. Bloodhound LSR. Where's cool. my car? Yeah. The LSR has a large shotgun rectum. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can understand why I go by LSR. Ah. <laughs> oh, fuck have an LSR after a particularly spicy curry. <laughs> <laughs> Morning round Ikea yesterday with a hangover and I had to use the uh, large shotgun rectum room. Um, and I got to say, uh, I don't know what the Swedish is for it, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know when you look at certain things in Ikea and the name is pretty much just exactly what it is, but in Swedish and you're like, yeah, they didn't even try by that one. Yeah. If the toilet just said like large shotgun re- re- refractory or something. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, so Bloodhound LSR. <laughs> Um, a British designed vehicle uh, to be driven by Andy Green, the current record holder. Fucking what a 
but he just wants to keep going. Um, like I hold the record twice, but maybe I could hold it three times. Well, <laughs> the vehicle was eventually built to use a monopropellant rocket uh, with the aim being to break a thousand miles an hour. Good God. Or roughly 1600 kilometers I was going to say that is like a 400 kilometer increase. Yeah. Which is three times faster than we've ever driven. Mental. But twice as fast plus. Yeah. Um, however, funding issues and then the COVID-19 pandemic Boo. meant that the project stalled out and earlier this year the vehicle was offered for sale. What? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot afford it. Guaranteed. Mm. You just bought a Do house. A you house? can't afford anything. <laughs> I was going to buy some outdoor furniture, but I could buy the Bloodhound large shotgun rectum. <laughs> you can't keep saying that. <laughs> can I? Fine. LS rectum. Is that worse? Yeah. It sounds like it's a 6.2 liter V8 rectum. <laughs> LS swap the Supra. <laughs> LS swap my anus. <laughs> This is such a weird Venn diagram of humor. Yeah. It's uh, got a sports exhaust on it. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you for making the sound effect. Uh, <laughs> you trying to drink? Failing. It's incredibly resonant. Huh. Yeah. Uh, there was also the North American Eagle Project, a jet-powered car. Oh, I, I have heard of this one. Yeah. So attempting. Of course, it's called the fucking Eagle. Yeah. The Get North, over yourselves, America. Yeah, attempting to break the LSR. However, after a fatal crash during an attempt in 2019, the project was abandoned. Horses. <laughs> it literally killed someone. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> do you have to bring up Afghanistan again? <laughs> yeah. They obviously don't give a shit. All right. To finish. The final challenger, which I'm not even 100% sure is a real thing, is an Australian man. I can see why you doubt it. Yeah. The <laughs> the, ve- the vehicle's name is Aussie Invader 5R. Why didn't he call it the last of the V8 interceptors? That was going to go that Australian. That would have been better. That'd be uh, sick. Is the brainchild of Roscoe McGlashan OAM. Uh, Careful how you respond. He's OAM. I... It's just a wicked name. Yeah. Um, current Australian land speed record holder and like a drag racing legend. Honestly, if you met a man and he was like, G'day, my name's Roscoe. Yeah. Roscoe McGlashan. He'd yes. be like, you must be a drag racer, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, without well, a doubt. Let me tell you about the time he drove a rocket powered go-kart to mm-hmm. 407 mm-hmm. kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please do tell me about that. Well, that that's it. It was... Oh. It was in the 70s. I couldn't find video of it. It's fair enough. I wish I could. Um, but yeah, so the, so the Aussie Invader 5R is designed apparently to break the 1,000 mile an hour barrier. Um, the full-size motor is claimed, I'm going to put allegedly all over this, um, is claimed to deliver about 200,000 horsepower uh, and get them from zero to 1,000 miles an hour in about 20 seconds. The Citroen 2CV will do naught to 60 in 19.2 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, you give the Citroen 2CV a 19.2 second head start, yeah. and you're already hit 60 before them in the probably 0.8 seconds it takes to take off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like... It's, and it's, then you'll set fire to it on the way past. Yeah. This, this one's another rocket-powered attempt i think at this point that's the only thing that's going to get you any faster than plane engines yeah i think i can't see any other unless like 
a third Rolls Royce engine. <laughs> just no, it's just a Rolls Royce engine. The guy riding it, like the guy at the end of uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a hell of a way to win the land speed record. Mm. Cowboy hat in hand, just flying on the back of yeah. rocket. Yeah, I guess on wheels. Yeah, I like to think it on small go kart wheels as well. So it's just like, oh my god, just like, imagine. I wonder what the wheels for these cars are like. They must be like so thick with like triple C. Um, I mean, I feel like I've watched videos of um, the, like the Bloodhound when that was still, you know, active. I remember watching videos about Call it. Call it its full name. And Bloodhound LSR. Call it its full name. Liquid Shit Repository. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for me. <laughs> Thank you for contributing to the dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> but because it's like essentially a, a rocket fuselage mm. with a seat in the middle of it. It's like two wheels at the back that are fairly large, but not super wide. And then right. at the front, it's another two wheels, but they're basically next to each other. Yeah, just stability provision. Yeah. Um, provision? But they're... I can't remember what sort of tires or anything they're using, but it's just... Because they're running on salt flats. They're too. just running like up. Kmart I mean like Kmart, uh, what are your Kmart cheapest auto? tires yeah um, but yeah because they're running on like salt flats and deserts like they have to be able to withstand hitting that kind of terrain at that kind of speed yeah yeah I mean they're obviously specially built tires what are we thinking yes yeah, <laughs> they would be I mean Christ F1 uses specially built tires and mm. they go to about 240 kilometers an hour yeah but yeah Man, and so life. that is kind of a, a a very again quick tour through the history of the land speed record isn't it just? I had a customer when I worked at Telstra mm. who was building a jet-powered motorbike. Oh, yeah. Um, and I saw some videos of it. Mm-hmm. And you know how annoying it is when a Harley-Davidson driver goes by and it's just like... No, and you're like the, the, the worst part of Harley is when it sits next to you at the lights and the engine is in this weird irregular rhythm and it's really annoying dude your motorcycle has Tourette's <laughs> sorry my uh, my motorcycle sound upset your dog yeah um, but yeah just that like I really hit my jaw making the noise there um, <laughs> but yeah when they're just coming through and it's just like oh good I was I was enjoying this eardrum and conversation yeah um, <laughs> What's so much weirder is seeing someone start a motorbike and go, yeah, and then you just see him fuck off down the street and you're like, wow, that looks terrifying. Yeah, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, sick though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So he was building that in his garage. Where did he get the engine? Don't know. Yeah, but I don't... also it's a small jet engine. Yeah, sure. And I'm like. Who's producing small jet engines? I imagine. I mean, it's like anything. You could probably make that at home with the right tools. Um, so a, <laughs> a family member of mine was an engineer at Rolls-Royce. Okay. Um, engines, not so cars. So what you're saying is you've got the hookup. Well, the thing is they were building engines for 747s and mm. whatnot. What and I'm saying is... You've got the hookup. Yeah, but it's ginormous. Ford Focus 747 edition. It looks like a pod racer. Yeah. Two engines up yeah. front. Yeah. Holy shit, that's... Fuck yes. Are you kidding? I wish that movie was good because pod racers as a concept are wicked. Just watch that part of it. Yeah, maybe I will. There's like a whole segment in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everything around that, shite. Yeah, don't need it. Nah, well... The thing is that movie is like, ooh. ooh. Pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Space Battle at the End's all right. Yeah. Anakin's annoying, obviously. You do get Jewel of the Fates. And you also get the beginning bit where with the, with the, now there are two of them and also like him cutting through the door and, with a really exasperated manner. And just like economic... Uh, fights as the opening to a Star Wars movie. Bro, trade <laughs> sanctions have caused wars before. <laughs> yeah, I know. If anything, George Lucas was looking at the current political situation and being like, fuck it, they'll lap up anything. Could happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was the point I was making? Oh, uh, yeah. Jet engines, Rolls Royce. So, like, the tolerances are so unbelievably, incredibly tiny. Mm that like they throw out like a stupid percentage of the number of blades that come through this automated system that makes them because they're like it's not within tolerance we got to throw it out yeah they have to be yeah which kind of makes sense but then it's like imagine miniaturizing that and and like this thing was about the size of like one of those like mini kegs right like who's making a jet in the small like where are you getting this (laughs) why did your voice go small I'm very upset about it I'm not upset (laughs) I'm just confused yeah why haven't we got small jet engines? Right, Jetty, completely off topic. Yeah. We need to find somewhere that we can take our cars up to some speed. Because me and mm. TJ talk about this regularly. TJ's like, there's an industrial estate in Sunshine. I was like, I mean, no, TJ, or, that's not what I meant. Or we just finally organize a track day. Do it that way. We could do drag at um, Calder Park. That is also true. Mm. Mm. We'll get smoked by anyone who's there because uh, they'll yeah, have th- modified I think, their I think cars. I'd probably rather do a track day. Get, yeah. a bit, get a bit of fun instead your, of just going in a straight line. Your car is more suited to track days than so. mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wagon, not big on it. I would love to see you take that around a track, though. If I put coilovers on it, but it's automatic as well. Well, it's oh, semi-auto, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah. I do wish I'd gone manual, but it's... Yeah, yeah what are you um, But, um, yeah, man, like... Yeah, I think we need to find, mm. like, an old airfield or something. Mm. Top Gear style. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Um, there's got to be something around. I I know a few guys at work that have done like regular track days when it was more possible. Yeah. Um, so I can probably talk to them, see if they know of anything. Well, Hobbs does them. Hobbs does them. Yeah. He did done them in the 86. He hasn't done them in the 370 yet. Oh, that'd be the better way to do it. Are you kidding? Well, he says probably not because no. the 86, if there's a lot of straights, the 370 way better. Yeah. But because the 86 is so good for corners. I mean, if it slides, mm. it's just like, I'll just hold this perfectly. Right. right. Um, he says that, It'll go around corners faster than just about anything else on the track. Mm. It's when you come out the corners that Nothing. you're a bit stuffed because yeah. there's not there's no power. Mm. But he says like if you're on a track with a lot of turns, mm. the 370 and the 86 will stay, the 86 will keep up with the 370 no drama. Yeah right. But he says as soon as they're on a long straight, it's good, good night Vienna. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Car guys. That's it. Good thing we saved all this shit to the end. Yeah. I had. A, I was thinking on the way over. I was like, there's a couple more things I want to do in my car. I want to get a better aftermarket grill and get rid of the chrome work. And then mm. I think I'm happy with it. I think I'm done. And then like, I was like, you're just fully blacking yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just like, in my head, I was like, could get a sports exhaust on it. And then I'm like, well, I could get coilovers as well. It's could like do a lot of things. Starting to get quite expensive. Yeah. But actually not that expensive. Like, I could do coilovers and a sports exhaust for like two grand. Yeah, you also just bought a house. Two grand. It's <laughs> all right. Be all right. What's the worst that can happen? Lots. Oh, yeah. Lots of things can go wrong. Yeah, I might have to get structural repairs done at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I shit. Shit. Anyway. Um, cool. Mm. Well. I was going to ask, what's the, what is the top speed you've been to then? It's 160, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 160 and a rented Volkswagen Golf GTI. Where were you? Uh out in the country somewhere in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, very, very empty roads, very straight, 
kind of like farmland sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to, I don't know, get around some idiots on the road. I was like, oh, I'm doing 160. Okay, I'm past them now. I can slow down. That is the fun thing that I'm sure your car does, my car does. Mm. The old Volvo used to do really well, which is like, it's going to overtake these people. And then you look at the clock and you're like, ooh, 140. I yeah, that's see. a little much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good fun though. Yes. Uh, yeah, the fastest I've done is 160. And that was on the road to Bendigo to the, uh, not Bendigo, excuse me, to Albury. Mm. Uh, same road. Um, and it was like past the average speed check bit. And there was just a big, long, straight bit. Yeah. And I could see at the end of the road, there was a bit of a hill. I was like, if a cop comes, I'll just slow the fuck down. Yeah. But there's no one behind me for ages. I've not been mm-hmm. able to see it on for ages. There's no one in front of me for ages. So I was like, to put my toe down. Got to 160 and was like, that'll do. Well, I can do it. That was it. I got to 140 in the 86 a little while ago. And I was just like, I could keep going, but like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. This one, I think will probably do 200. No drama. Mm. I just need the space that's it yeah I, I had one like in the car i've got now the the focus um when i was coming back from canberra um at like at night mm. um so not a lot of people around um and you know you've just got like the hume and it's fucking it's an it's a empty ass straight yeah, road mostly when you're like driving at night on the hume the thing you have to contend with most is like freight trucks yeah um, but what I was dealing with was some guy in like a fucking Hilux or something who was just like on my tail it's and, so and, unnecessary, but like matching my speed and just sitting there and then would like go past me and I'm, I've got my cruise control set to like 110, which was the limit yeah. where, where we were and just like sit there at that speed behind me and then go past me and then just sit in front of me matching my speed. Did that about three times. And then I got so fed up with it and also was kind of concerned that this was going to become a dangerous situation. Yeah, well, it's just going to cause an accident. Yeah. So I just put my foot down to about 150, sat on that for about, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute until the dude was way the fuck behind me and then brought it back down. So I was like, this is actually safer than staying with where this guy is. So this is a really funny thing because I think about this quite regularly where I'm like, if I get caught speeding because someone's on my ass mm. like it's a good excuse but apparently the, the advice is pull over and let them fuck off like yeah no not when I've got that kind of dude I've power. seen Wolf Creek I know what happens yeah bro <laughs> that's a good point actually I'll make that excuse yeah yeah I thought about pulling over but the guy was getting aggressive do you know how last... fast you're going have you seen Wolf Creek do you know how fast <laughs> you're going dude this whole country is just murderers yeah I'm in South Australia <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Ah, yes. being murdered for driving slowly. I wasn't. I was literally on the speed limit. Being murdered for driving. <laughs> Correctly. But this country does drive slowly. In yes. the UK, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but if you're on a dual carriageway, mm. pretty much unless it's in the middle of a city, the speed limit is 115 kilometers an hour, 60, really? 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, motorway's all 70. And no one drives 70. Everyone drives 90. Yeah. So that's what one... <laughs> 140, 150, maybe? No, not 145. Quite. Yeah, because 100 miles an hour is 160 kilometers. Mm. Yeah, so everyone yeah. does 145. Yeah, right. It's good. It sounds times. fun. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's fucking rad. But also, like in modern cars, going going that fast is actually fairly safe. So the thing is, is like stopping distances have changed so much yes. since they set the speed limits 50, 60, 70 years yeah. ago, but reaction times haven't. Yeah, and also, like. That being said, I actually think reaction times probably are better now than they were back then. Oh, they're probably the same. It's just more that the, the equipment responds better. Well, I just mean like people are more used to rapidity yeah. as a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the other thing is like the variability in cars on the road. Like, there's stuff out there from 20, 30 years ago still. 
with St- worse tech in them. Yes, but still better than 70 years ago. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But that's probably why they can't, you know, bump it up. Oh, they can't, they'll, they can't they'll be like, never bring the speed limit up no. because it, it's like, it would be a PR nightmare. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Yeah. Everything is 10 more. No. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> anyway. Yeah. If you like fast cars and loose chat. Um, <laughs> Have we got a podcast for you? <laughs> yeah. It's the last hour. <laughs> Uh, then how did you get here without this anyway uh, you might also like our social media accounts probably not because it doesn't contain much of either of the above not a lot of cars loose chat though definite not really Uh, not really a lot of anything loose enough Um, I will start posting more on there again I promise Um, I start posting things that aren't just a photo of the beer I'm drinking but that's kind of the point that's a good point the the account for what is our audience who knows yeah Estonians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, and those social media accounts are Hebrew Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So mm-hmm. follow us. Uh, Mike, what would they do if they wanted to email us? Well, they could use hello at Hebrew.zone. They could send us an email. Don't send us speeding tickets. Um, <laughs> Can you do that? Just email. Oh, i got a speeding ticket. It's yours now. I don't think that's how that it's works. It's like the ring. <laughs> if you, I open this, am I going to die? You touched it last. It's yours. <laughs> oh, I've licked it. Uh, it's mine now. <laughs> Damn it. Why would you lick a speeding ticket? <laughs> going to go out and lick your car. Don't. No. No, but then if you lick it again. Yeah, right. I see how this works. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And we just um, meet in the middle and stop making out. <laughs> That's where this goes. Um, yeah, so we've done the email address. There's also... Uh, Heyberu.zone is the website with all of the links to all of the things where you can find all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, if you'd like to listen to us on things where there are reviews available, leave us one. Yes, please. Or else. Or else we get sad. Yeah, or, or else we'll continue hey, to be what we are. Here's, here's what I'll say. It's almost Christmas. Do you really want to make two 30-plus-year-old white boys sad for Christmas? <laughs> Actually, having said that, I definitely do. Yeah, it sounds rad. Fuck white people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, leave us a review or rating. Maybe just with the words, fuck white people. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah fuck white supremacy, a cab, all of that. Put it in there. <laughs> just, but if people leave a thing on our podcast, a review that says, fuck white supremacy, <laughs> it's just going to make it like we're some kind of Nazi podcast. No, fuck white supremacy. Five stars. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, Mike, bring us home. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. That's right. kind of everything, right? Yeah, it's it, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe. Hit the hit the bell. Uh, yeah, do, do all the stuff. Join tell, the Patreon. Tell a friend about Heybrew. We don't have a Patreon uh, yet. One day. Uh, One day we will monetize the people that put up with our bullshit. Give us tax exempt status for a charity or something. Uh, I don't no, know. we're not. Are you kidding? Anyway. We are a religion, sir. Welcome to the Church of Hebrew. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Welcome to your... Would you like your communion, sir? <laughs> Baptism. <laughs> cans, cans, cans. Uh, that's the prayer. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. Please say him one of one cans. <laughs> and on that note, this has been an episode of Hebrew. Uh, it was started out as a fast one and it turned into a farcical one. Yes. Uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Good. It's nice when it goes off the rails. Yeah. So rare and unusual. Yeah, especially towards the end. Never happens. We're usually so composed.
with our dismount. Do you think it's just uh, that's the point the alcohol hits us, or do you think it's that that's just when we've hit our full groove? But like we should do a pre-record for an hour. I, I think it's both. I remember the first time we got back together. Mm. Uh, it's like two or three episodes ago when we sat outside and had a beer first. Oh, that was definitely alcohol. We, yeah, we came in hot. Yeah. 